I'd like to offer some reflections um, this afternoon on what I think of as uh, the play or the dance of, of self and no self. <clears throat> We've been talking about no self uh, in the sense of uh, an understanding that um, these uh, fixed ideas that we have about who we are and who um, uh, that that we are perhaps a, a particular kind of person, a human being, a, um, a kind of human being, a, a particular role. Um, that that these are um, are are limiting. That they're that they're not true because really uh, we are. Uh, what we are is um, a, a flow of uh, evolving, changing experience. And, um, and of course, we've been shaped by our experiences in the past. Um, so our, uh, and we've been shaped by our origins. So we're, sh- we're shaped by our DNA, by our upbringing, by our um, the society in which we grew up, uh, our religious background, our our um, our language, uh, our uh, racial origins, ethnic origins, um, our uh, the level of poverty or wealth, the level of uh, Health or illness uh, of ourselves and our family, uh, the um, the quality of uh, of parenting that we received, you know, were we seen, were we attended to, and so on. And um, and so there's so many conditioning factors that form us, and we we carry those within us, um, and and our how we manifest in in our lives um, is how we have found uh, how we found a way to perhaps to be or to or to respond to what's what's been uh, reflected to us what's been what's been um, kind of reflected or 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 uh, shown to us or or told to us what we are. Or how we should be, and so um, and so, so we are uh, we are conditioned, and and many of those conditionings um, we discover in our lives are uh, are not skillful, uh, create suffering for us, um, and and so we arrive at practice. Um, most most people arrive at practice at least in part because we want to find a way to be free of suffering and um, and of course we also arrive in practice in part because we've been inspired by uh, a teaching or a person who has manifested or expressed the teaching to us and so um so different conditions not only have shaped us, but different different conditions also 
draw us to um, Dharma practice. So, um, uh, so sometimes, um, sometimes we hold just kind of reflecting on, uh, you know, how and why we uh, perpetuate this sense of being a, a kind of a solid somebody. Um, and um, maybe we, maybe some of the motivations for doing that or what perpetuates that is, is uh, wanting wanting to be approved of, wanting to be accepted, wanting to be loved, uh, wanting to fit in. So, um, so we're, we're always kind of, uh, kind of reaching for that. And, um, and yet we may never quite feel that we've arrived, that we've succeeded. Uh, and, um, and even if we do feel that for a moment, it, it doesn't really last. Um, uh, and so, um, so the, those kinds of those kinds of drives, that kind of drivenness, um, is just more of the the turning of the wheel, uh, as as the expression goes in Dharma in Dharma teaching, uh, the the wheel of samsara, the wheel of of uh, ongoing dissatisfaction and suffering. Um, Sometimes, um, sometimes this uh, this sense of self that that develops can be based on um, beliefs uh, that that uh, physically, psychologically, the world is not a safe place for us, and so we build walls, um, and uh, and so you know we <coughs> we protect ourselves. Either in our actions or in our perceptions or how we engage, we, we protect ourselves uh, from harm or a perceived harm, and um, and even in the way that we think. Sometimes we we reject certain kinds of thinking because uh, it, it may feel unsafe or it may feel. Um, that uh, it's too uncertain. We want we want more certainty. So um, so uh, so we we separate ourselves from our experiences. We separate ourselves from our feelings, from our thoughts, uh, because we're trying to keep ourselves safe. <clears throat> and. And all of these ways, uh, and there are, I'm sure, many ways of, uh, of that we're driven to perpetuate our, a sense of self. Um, all of these ways are really dividing us or, or separating us from our, um, our deeper... Being our our heart, in a way we um, we have, uh, as I mentioned the other day, we 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 have an idea of what we should be, and we we project that we we look at ourselves from the outside, and we project that 
on ourselves and uh, and judge ourselves or or uh, um, kind of direct ourselves uh, in a certain way and and we separate ourselves from our our deeper heart um, and 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 that sense of of presence, the sense of being present in our heart, um, which is not something that we can define. You know, when we when we when we ask, you know, we might ask ourselves, and maybe some of you have done this exercise. Um, you know, who am I? Or or sometimes it's done in dyads. You know, where somebody asks you, you know, who are you? And you say, well, you know, I'm. I'm a, a mother, you know, and somebody says, who are you? Again, you know, and ask again, and you go deeper and deeper. Who are you? Uh, you know, I'm a woman, I'm a human being. Um, all of the, the words you can think, and then you you just, uh, you run out of words. <laughs> uh, and and there is just that that presence, that uh, aliveness, uh, that that can't be put in a word. And um, and so in our meditation practice, we are learning to to connect with, uh, to to be present in um, the heart, the aliveness, the the open awareness, whatever we want to call that um, mindfulness brings us there mindfulness this this way of being present in our experience without judging without without holding trying to hold on or push away or or make it something different or uh, or fix it you know mindfulness is that that portal to uh, to being fully open and present within ourselves and live from that which is living really from a place of you know uh, in Zen Zen uh, language you'd say from a place of not knowing or from a place of mystery um, from a place of silence so living from that um and so, and so, um, when we, when as as we, and of course it's it's a process. So it's a process, and we, you know, we we may touch into that that place of just presence of of being of just being, not not being anything in particular, um, and. Uh, and and then we may, you know, get totally caught up in our roles and believe in them, um, you know. But but I think that that you know many people, you know, on some level, you know, even though they may believe that who they really are is a mother or a wife or a president of a company. That on some level they uh, they know that that's not who they really are. Um, not everybody knows that, or not everybody can perhaps 
open to that. Um, and if and if we hold so tightly to that role as who we are, of course, then there's a lot of fear when, not if, but when, we need to relinquish that role, um, be it a mother or a, uh, a father or the president of a company or uh, whatever it is. Um, if I'm not that, then who am I? You know, many, many women are, uh, it's reflected back so much to women um, that they should be beautiful. Maybe men uh, have this, this crippling uh, conditioning as well more often these days. And so, you know, as, as, as a, a woman who is um, beautiful and told that she's beautiful and, and it implied that her worth, her value is in that, and then as she ages, it's, uh, it's um, very difficult to relinquish that, to, to recognize that, uh, that that's not who she is in the same way that she used to be. Um, and so, and it's, it's the same with anyone, man or woman, who has a lot of power or um, uh, prestige, um, to relinquish it can be very difficult when uh, it's time to relinquish it, whether it's, you know, your board of director fires you or you die. Um, at some point, we need to relinquish our ideas and beliefs about who we are and um, and if we can live from this sense of of, of presence of um, of openness uh, this this aligns us with what the Buddha called the unborn the unconditioned um, the original original mind and this is this is uh, a a view and perhaps a uh, and a practice and, and a realization as we go along in our practice of our true self. So, so when we talk about you know the 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 unconditioned, when we talk about our uh, a sense of you know no self, um, you know we we tend to overlook the particularities and, um, and, and say, you know, well, you know, we are, we are all of life. We are, um, uh, you know, we're, we, we're, we're always emerging and, um, you know, and, and this mind is, uh, you know, new things are always coming through this mind. And um, and actually, I just want to come back and touch on, can reconnect with, um, you know, the practice that, you know, all of these ideas 
and beliefs about um, the sense of self and and how they are um, they perpetuate suffering. You know, we we hold on to and we act out of and we perpetuate the sense of self through um, the afflictive emotions and. And we talk about those primarily as the core afflictive emotions are, are greed, hatred, and delusion. And so, so the delusion is this holding on to a belief or maybe to many, many beliefs about who I am and, and how the world is. And, and then the greed is grasping. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel better. I'm going to make myself feel okay if I grasp at this experience or this object and and the hatred or aversion is pushing away uh, if I can get rid of this if I can avoid this if I can um, uh, you know distract myself from from this then I'll feel better and so so this you know this this drivenness is uh, and so so we're seeing through all these different patterns um, you know, and I talked this afternoon about, uh, or this morning about jealousy, and you know that's an expression of this, or or um, or, or pride, or feeling not good enough. All of these are, you know, the kinds of things that we're seeing through, and and gradually, compassionately um, relinquishing, and. And so, um, and so, as we do this process, you know, what do we discover? Uh, as we, as even in the moment, even in one moment of relinquishing uh, anger, you know, um, seeing the nature of anger uh, as dukkha, and and relinquishing it, and seeing it arise and pass away. There's a, a kind of a, an openness, a space that we experience, uh, a space of freedom. It can, it may be, it may be a space of joy. It may be a space of of uh, connectedness, connection to life, which is a kind of a way of saying love. Um, so, uh, so in this in this space. That opens up when, when we relinquish the afflictive emotions, um, we begin to enter into that uh, openness of being, um, and uh, and so um, and and it's a process. You know, there's openness. There's there's touching back into all the patterns. And, um, and so, um, in a way, you know, this is, we can say this is all happening. It's all happening, like, through the Dharma, you know, like, and, and also, um, it, without contradicting that, there is a sense, a skillful sense of agency 
of a sense that that uh, there's a capacity to to skillfully be present um, in our experience, to turn toward our experience, to listen, to open. There's a sense of of uh, of, of mastery, um, a sense of uh, of alignment with um, just how life is expressing itself through us. And um, and a sense that we can make a difference. We can make a difference in our own lives and we can make a difference in the lives of others. And it's, uh, it, it's something that is um, uh, joyful and, um, and perhaps challenging at times and, uh, uh, and engaging, deeply engaging. One of the ways that that we may experience this uh, kind of arriving, arriving to uh, to uh, to ourselves is um, is a sense that we we have the right to take up space. It was a it was a very um, wonderful thing happened uh, with a particular uh, retreatant. Um, earlier this year uh, where she just expressed uh, this, uh, and it was with so much joy she said, you know um, I realize that I don't have to be invisible I realize that I have the right to take up space and um, and she was just really laughing and and, and it was such a, uh, a gift to her to to kind of come to that because she had always been told, you know, that she had to kind of be good, be invisible, uh, not not make too much noise, not disturb. Um, and so, when we discover that we can, that we that we begin to to recognize that that. Uh, we, we recognize enough when we're being uh, pushed by the afflictive emotions and we recognize enough to skillfully uh, kind of relinquish them and it's not perfect but but in that in that space that opens up we um, we feel, that there's a way that life is moving through us in particular, in our particular body, mind, in our particular, uh, in this particular moment, um, with our particular skills and gifts and experiences, that we can uh, act in the world in a way that is, um, that is beneficial And um, and and very often, you know, that that which has shaped us and which we have felt that we needed to fe- to defend ourselves against, uh, also can be the doorway for us to express, you know, the, the gifts of who we are. 
So if we have felt that we were um, we were hurt uh, in our families, or if we have felt that we were marginalized in our society, um, you know, for whatever you know, um, uh, from whatever uh, bias that was expressed. You know, in our, in our families or in our society, whether it be, you know, uh, racially or on the basis of ability or on the basis of gender or 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 gender identity or sexual orientation or uh, um, size or uh, you know whatever whatever it might be. Um, very often, you know, that is also a doorway for us to to begin to to recognize how we are uh, uniquely gifted and and insightful. Um, using the word insightful in a broader sense, not just as the kind of technical way we use it in practice. And understanding, and and our capacity to to be fearless. You know, I, I find that when when I have opened with compassion to myself in in something that has been difficult and painful for me to open to, um, then when I I am with somebody who is experiencing something similar. I have the sense of fearlessness that I have, I have opened wholeheartedly to something similar within myself, and I can be present with uh, that person in in their process of of uh, understanding and receiving that um, the pain and the the moving through that. So it's important, it's very important as we, um, as we practice this uh, and, and, and develop insight into anatta, no self, that we not fall into um, the, the error of um, Losing what's called losing uh, the con- the conduct in the view. So, so what that means is um, we have this view of oh, it's all empty. Oh, it's all it's all uh, you know, kind of really there's no uh, reality to anything. And so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if uh, if I, you know, help somebody who needs help or not. It's really all. It's all. It's all just empty. Um, and uh, and so so that that's that's seen as a real error in practice. That we 
that we just go too much to the side of, yeah, it's it's impermanent, it's no self, it's... Uh, and then the other, the other error is losing the view in the conduct. So, so we can get, you know, we can, you know, be be moved by a lot of compassion, and we can, uh, we can say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, dedicate myself to, you know, changing the world, and and you know, give all of my time to doing, and I'm going to, and I'm going to practice, you know, however that manifests, or practice right conduct, and and be perfect in my, in my ethical conduct, or however we think about that. And um, and that's going too far to the other side, losing the view and the conduct. So we're getting really, really uh, <coughs> caught in um, kind of the just the uh, connections of of uh, of life and and. Um, Kind of what we can do as an individual. What what can I do? What can I do? And somehow, you know, I have to do everything, and I have to pour myself out, and I have to, uh, you know, um, kind of just spend myself. So. Um, So, so we we can we can find a balance by by continuing to tune attune ourselves to listen to the heart. Um, you know how is life moving through me now, and um, uh, you know what is what is the body? The, the, our bodies. You know we uh, th- this body is. This body is, it's not just a thing, it's not just, the whole body is, is full of consciousness. Every cell, you know, there's a lot of research being done in neurobiology that, you know, even our cells, in a way, are responsive. And, And so, as we become mindful in the body, you know, we listen to our bodies and, uh, and there's wisdom to be found as we attune to the body and we're present in the body and uh, and it's not that the the mind or kind of the thinking mind is unimportant but but to be in balance um, and be present in the body so then we we attune ourselves like okay what now what what in this moment is is uh, and even you know to say it in those words is um, it, it puts it into a very conceptual framework, but when we're attuned to the body, uh, in in the body, life moves through us, and um, and you know, I, and again, I'm not I'm not saying that things are perfect or ideal. Um, life is always a little messy or a lot messy. Uh, if we look around us, we don't see perfection, you know, but we see. Uh, a richness and a, um, a diversity and uh, beauty. 
So, um, so yeah. So finding that balance, you know, as as we as we attune to how is life moving through me in this moment, um, and and cultivating those qualities, the the, the qualities of the of the heart of a Buddha, of, of love and compassion and and joy in others, in others' success and happiness, and and keeping all of those in balance is equanimity, the sense of recognizing that things are just as they are, and so so uh, so when we know that what's coming forth is coming from love, coming from from uh, a rejoicing in others' success, coming from compassion, balanced with equanimity, then you know that that helps us to have confidence in what's coming through us, and 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 if it becomes solidified, you know, so we can you know we can recognize oh okay I'm 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 really solidifying around this around you know this is my role, so this is who I am now. This is this is how I'm influencing, uh, um, you know, my organization or my uh, my family or my uh, community. You know, this is what I do. Um, so we need to stay fluid. Uh, yeah. And another another thing to remember. Um, it's so important as we as we bring our heart, our lives, you know, into manifestation in the world, is um, is the non-attachment to outcome. You know, we don't know. We don't know how things, what will happen. You know, we can only offer what is what we trust and and feel is our best offering. And there's no formula. Uh, there's a, um, a poem by uh, Antonio Machado, contemporary poet. Uh, this is part of a whole book of poems. Wayfarer. The only way is your footsteps. There is no other. Wayfarer, there is no way. You make the way by walking. As you go, you make the way. And stopping to look behind, you see the path that your feet will never travel again. Wayfarer, there is no way. Only foam trails to the sea. Wayfarer, the only way is your footsteps. There is no other. Wayfarer, there is no way. You make the way by walking. As you go, you make the way. And stopping to look behind, you see the path that your feet will never travel again. Wayfarer, there is no way. Only foam trails to the sea.
And so does this contradict that there is a path? So there is a path, there is a practice. And yet each one of us is discovering that, that how that practice unfolds within our own being. So there's, there's a, uh, there's the Dharma, and yet the real Dharma, you know, is the, is the Dharma as it's unfolding in, in my life, in your life, in your life, in your life. It's, it's how is that being realized? How is it being made real in your life? What is being released? What is opening? Uh, what is being made free? So let's sit for a few minutes. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.